0: Said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver, and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Let's pray. Father, we love you, God. Lord, I praise your name this morning, God, for your spirit that we felt. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch in the preaching, God, Lord, that you'd speak through us, God, that whatever that you'd have us to get across would be accomplished, God. I'm not here to make a name for myself, God. I'm just here to uplift you, God, and praise your name, God. I pray, Lord, for the the people that's here, God, the message that we get it, God. I pray that you'd help us to open our hearts and our minds and receive what it is that you'd have for us. God, I pray if there's one here that's lost, God, that's never been born again, never truly been saved, God, I pray that today would be the day, God, that you deal with their heart, God, that you draw them to you, God, I can't convict nobody, there's nothing that I can do to change somebody's life, God, but we know that you can, Lord, I pray, God, if there's one that's known you, that's here amongst us this morning, God, that's Turn the other way, God, that may have betrayed you, may have went in the wrong direction. God, I pray that this morning, God, that you'd show them, that you still love them, God, that you're still their friend, that you still care for them, God, and draw them back to you so that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're going to heaven when we leave this world. God, we thank you. We give you all the honor and the glory and praise, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll, uh, I'll say that uh, most people... Do not think that Judas was one of the Lord's. And Papa's told us this time and time again. And, you know, I, I I want to study things out for myself. I want to know exactly what the Word of God says. I want to know what thus saith the Word of God. And in uh, Matthew chapter 10, in verse 1, it said, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against spirits, to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So he said he called unto him all twelve of his disciples. All twelve of them. So he give power to all twelve of his disciples. There's no way that Judas could have had the power of God down on the inside, the power to cast out unclean spirits unless he was one of the lords. Unless he was one of the lords. There's uh, In another place the Bible tells us that... Uh, uh, Beelzebub, Satan can't cast out Satan There's no way that Satan can cast out Satan Jesus told us that So in order for uh, Judas to have the power And he said he called all twelve of them And he give all twelve of them power That means that Judas was one of his Amen. That means that he was called by God He was called by God. I was called by God the day I got saved. Not necessarily to preach, but I was called by God. Judas was called by God to be his disciple. And then he received the power of the Holy Ghost. He had the power living down on the inside of them. They'll they'll tell you that there's no way Judas was saved because if he had been saved, he would have never betrayed him. Well, that's a lie. Judas betrayed him knowing what he was doing. Judas had the power of God. I want to get that in our head this morning. Judas had the power of God... And then Judas betrayed Jesus. Then Judas betrayed Jesus. We'll read there in verse 14 again. Then one of the twelve. One of the twelve. That means he's part of them. He was one of them. He was one of the twelve. Maybe this morning you're one of us. I don't know. The Lord has put this on my heart. He's given me one little thought and that's all I've got. Maybe you're one of us. Maybe you're a part of us Maybe one time you were saved Maybe one time you felt the power of God You knew what it was to be in amongst the power of God I've been there I've been in the power of God my whole life I've had ample opportunity to stay there And I backslid I betrayed Jesus I did I betrayed Jesus I went the way that I wanted to go And instead of following the Lord I've done what I wanted to do That's the only thing that Judas has done here Judas just got To looking out for himself That's all he'd done at this time The disciples didn't really understand What Jesus' mission was They didn't understand what he was really here to accomplish Until after he had died And was resurrected So Judas thought that Jesus had come to take over He thought that Jesus had come To put Israel back on the map Uh, Jesus was going to take over Israel. He was going to be the king. He was going to lead them. And they was going to be in power again. So Judas was following Jesus. But here when it come down toward the end. He realized that's not what the plan was. That's not what the plan was. Jesus kept telling them. He was telling them. uh, Let's see. We'll read it there in verse 2. You know after two days is the feast of the Passover. And the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. So Jesus started predicting that he was going to die. And that he was going to die by the cross. And when it was going to happen. And Judas was hearing this. And Judas, apparently Judas thought that he was going to be in power. He was going to have some kind of office. He had been following Jesus. He was one of Jesus' disciples. And he got the mind that he was going to have some power. When Jesus took over that he was going to be somebody. Sounds like pride. Sounds like pride to me. He thought he was going to be somebody. I know us as church members. I'm a church man. I've seen church people and been one my whole life. But sometimes we think because we've been something for so long that we're going to be in power that we're going to have something. Just because you've been following God don't mean you're going to have anything. I've got all that He ever could have given me. I get to spend eternity with Him. I get to live forever in glory. If I never have nothing down on this world, I get to spend forever with Him. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to go to hell. If He never gives me nothing, I don't have to go to hell. I don't want anything. I don't. I don't want nothing. I just want to serve Him, even in the hard times. It's been hard this week. I'm telling you, I've doubted. Man, the Lord will just preach a fire out of you two weeks before, and then you get to this week, and you think, are you going to even give me something? Are you even going to let me do it? That's me. I'm a human. I'm a failure. At one point in my mind, I even thought, I'll just quit. I'll just lay it down. I'll just quit. I ain't been preaching for four months. And I'm not thinking about quitting. That's where Judas was at. Judas said, I'll just lay her down. I'll just quit. I'm going to look out for myself. I'm going to see what they'll give me for him. If he's going to die, if he's going to leave, and I ain't going to get nothing out of all this work I've done. Judas seen all the miracles. He walked with Jesus. Jesus didn't even have a home. He had no place to lay his head. So if Judas was with Jesus in all these places, Judas had to sleep wherever Jesus slept. Judas had to go wherever Jesus went. Judas had to have food from wherever Jesus was getting food. Just living by faith. Just living by faith. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Just living by faith. So Judas has been walking with Jesus and he thinks that he's done some great sacrifice by walking with Jesus. Just walking with Jesus. Just the everyday normal life that me and you are supposed to be living. Crucifying our flesh, being a living sacrifice, walking with Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what Judas has done. Judas had walked with Jesus. He had seen all these miracles. And he thought because he had sacrificed himself daily for a while there. That he was going to be able to be in power. He was going to be able to rule. But when it came down to it. And he seen that Jesus was going to be crucified. Jesus was going away. This man that that had been with him this whole time. Now he's going away. He said well I'm going to see what I can get out of this. I'm going to see what I can get out of this. And I'm sure that it wasn't just the the first time. This wasn't the first time that Judas had had these thoughts. This wasn't the first time that Judas had thought, I I, I don't think I want to walk with Jesus no more. No, it was a gradual thing. It was a gradual thing. He didn't just immediately go. It don't tell us in the Bible, but he didn't just immediately go to the chief priest and the elders and say, here he is. It wasn't instantly that he had turned his back. It took a little while. It took a little while. He had been with Jesus for... Three and a half years. And it took a little while. And uh, down the line, he decided that he was just quitting. He was just quitting. I've heard Terry King testify time and time again. I thought about quitting. I ain't nothing to quit for. Look at Judas. Judas is the example that the Lord left for us. Hey, the church world may take it and twist it and make it to where it don't even apply to us, but this applies to me. This applies to me. He give us an example through Judas that we can get out of his will. That we can go the way that we want to. Judas was one of His. I'm one of His. And if I choose to go in another direction, I can get out of His will. Oh, I can get out of His will. you got to live right to die right. Amen. There's something required. I've got to continue walking with Jesus. Right. It says to Him that overcometh over and over in Revelations, there's something for me to overcome. Right. There's something for me to endure unto the end. I've got to keep pushing on. There's nowhere to quit. Jeffrey was talking this morning, he, he compared a chapstick to salvation. And he talked about how Peyton kept losing her chapstick. She'd have it and she'd do pretty good for a while and then she'd put it down somewhere and she'd forget it. And I thought, boy, that's just like me. I'll do pretty good for a while and then I'll just forget it. Just forget it. But if I'm not applying the chapstick, if I'm not applying the word of God to my life, what good's it doing me? It ain't doing me no good. I told Jeffrey the only difference between chapstick and salvation is that if I walk away from my salvation, I'm going to know exactly where I put it. I'm going to know exactly where it went. I walked away from it. I left it laying where it is at. I can't lose my salvation. No, I can't lose it, but I can walk away from it. But I can leave it laying somewhere. I can decide I don't want to follow Jesus no more. I don't want to apply the chapstick no more. i got to keep applying it. Keep applying it. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me? I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him 30 pieces of silver. That 30 pieces of silver in the Old Testament was the cost of a slave. And they give him 30 pieces of silver and he became a slave to the money. That the love of money is the root of all evil. That right there is where it comes from. Right there, he traded traded everything he had for 30 pieces of silver. All the joy, all the peace, all the comfort, everything that he had ever felt, all the, the good times, the bad times. Hey, last Sunday night, he traded that for 30 pieces of silver. That good times, him shouting, that glory that we had, that excitement, that power of God that we felt, he traded it for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. And we'll look at Judas and we'll say, how could he ever do that? How could he do that? I've traded him for much less. I've traded him for much less. I've traded him for just one look on that cell phone. Just one look at something I know I ain't supposed to look at. I've traded him. Traded it right out. I've traded him for a dollar. For a dollar. Just for one dollar. I've traded him for one dollar. And we've all done it. We've all been there. I don't want to trade my Lord. There's nothing more miserable. We'll read on there. But Judas was one miserable. He hated himself. I've been in that spot. I've been in that spot that I just hated myself. I don't want to be there no more. I want to keep following the Lord. And from that time, he saw opportunity to betray him. From the moment that I ever, ever sinned against God, I come against God. And that's what Judas has done is just sinned against God. There's no great big sin, no little sin. Just sinning against God. Judas has sinned against God. And from that time forward, he was looking for opportunity to betray him. Looking for somewhere to get by with it. Any time I've ever stepped away from the Lord, I was looking for more opportunity where I could get by with it, yeah. until I come and I repented and repent it don't just mean to turn from the way you're going, it means to turn from the way you're going and turn toward God. To, to go back to applying the word. You can repent. You can uh, make a profession of faith as many times as you want to. But until you turn toward God. It ain't going to do no good. You can't, You can't quit what you're doing and expect it to be better. Until you turn toward God. You've never truly been saved. Until you surrender your life to him. Until you give it all to him. Until you say I'm tired of the life I'm living. And that's where a lot of people get to. They get tired of the life they're living. But they're just tired of that life. They don't want to follow God. They're just tired of that life. And then when the Lord makes a change, then they step right back into it because they thought it was all better then. There's something after that. Salvation, being born again, ain't the end. It's just the beginning. There's something that comes after that. It's called following God. That's called repentance. Repentance ain't a one-time deal. It's an everyday thing. I have to repent daily. I have to follow God every single day or I'll end up like Judas. I'll end up just like Judas. Now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The Master saith, My time is at hand, I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now, that, now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. So just picture this in your mind. These twelve was the people that he was with every single day. These was his closest friends on earth. So here Jesus and his twelve closest friends, knowing what's coming. Jesus has already told them what's coming. He's already told them that he's going to be crucified. He's already told them that they're going to kill him, and he's got to die according to the prophecy is what he says, that he's got to die. So now he's sat down at the table with his 12 closest friends. Just imagine that you're sitting down here at Dodge City like we was the other night with your closest friends. This is the setting that's here. This is what Jesus is in. And they know that this is probably the last little bit of normalcy, the last normal time, what they're used to that they're going to have. Here they are. So you can imagine this is the the feast of the Passover. So there's people everywhere. And they're already gathering together. um, Conspiring how they're going to get Jesus. And they're going to kill him. So tension's high. There's a whole lot of tension. I'm sure you could feel it all throughout Jerusalem. You could feel the tension in the air. Because everybody knew what was about to happen. This man named Jesus that had been working miracles. And had done nothing but good. Was about to be killed. Was about to be killed. And they've sat down here. And it says... As they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Can you just imagine that? Sitting there at that table, just the other night, all of us gathered around at the table, and it was all just quiet. Lamont spoke up and said, One of y'all is going to betray me. Oh, Lord. We was all joking and cutting up and having a good time, and John was a-witnessing to the waitress, and we, we was all having a good time, but now stood up and said, one of you is going to betray me. Well, that's what's happened here. Jesus has stood up and said, one of you is going to betray me, and they were exceeding sorrowful because they didn't want to betray him. Yes. I don't want to betray the Lord. I don't want to come against the Lord. I don't want to be the reason that he died, but I was. Yes. I was the reason that he died. I don't want to be the reason that he died. said, and they were exceeding sorrowful, And they began every one of them to say unto the Lord, Is it I? Is it I? So all twelve of them, they knew that he was Jesus. They knew who this man was. They had walked with him long enough to understand who this man was. They've seen that he had never done nothing wrong. But yet, one of them was going to betray him. And they said, Is it I? And i got a couple things wrote down on that. Um, Verse 20 said, uh, They knew they were capable of betraying Jesus. The only reason that they asked, Is it I? Was because they knew that they were capable of betraying him. They knew that they were still flesh. They knew that they were still man. They may have known Jesus. They may have followed Jesus. They may have been endued with power from Jesus. They knew what the Holy Ghost was. But they still was capable of betraying him. They knew they was. And it would do us good as a church to realize that we are still capable of betraying Jesus. I've not made it to heaven yet. I've not got there. I cannot stand up and tell you I couldn't go to hell if I wanted to because I can. I've not made it yet. I am still capable of betraying Jesus. And that's what the disciples said here. Is it me? Is it me? Am I the one that's going to do it? Because they knew that they was capable of that. Number two, said they didn't know it was Judas. I thought, well, if they're asking who it is, they don't know it's Judas that's done it. They don't know it's Judas that's going to betray him. And if they didn't know it was Judas, that means that apparently the Lord had not treated him any different. Apparently the Lord hadn't treated him any different than the rest of them. Even though Jesus knew that he was the one that was going to betray him, he still give him the same love that he gave give the rest of them. Hey, he was still pouring out the blessings on Judas just like he was the rest of them. Even though when I was a kid growing up at Mount Vernon, he knew that I was going to betray him. He knew that I was going to sin against him. He still poured them blessings out on me. He still poured it out on me. We may be here in the church today and we don't know who it is this betrayed Jesus. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The Lord's not cursed him. It don't say anywhere that the Lord cursed Judas or that he told him that he could never come back or that he was cast out or he was bound for hell. It don't say that nowhere. It don't say that he pointed him out and made him a laughing stock. It don't say that he pointed him out and kicked him out of the church because he wasn't doing right. It don't say that. He said that nobody knew. They wanted to know if it was him. They wanted to know if it was them, if they was the one that was going to betray Jesus. You may be here and we don't know it. I don't know it, and it ain't none of my business if you've betrayed Jesus or not. The only thing that matters is that you repent. Is that you repent before it's too late. The Lord, I believe, I believe that Judas, up until the time he died, could have got things right. Could have got things right. That's a message this morning, he's still our friend. He's still our friend. He was still a friend to Judas. He still loved Judas. He didn't love Judas any less because Judas was going to betray him. He didn't love those that will never come to him, the ones that will never be saved and go off to hell. He don't love them any less than he loves me. Just because I'm born again don't make me nothing special. I've not made it over there yet. I'm still wearing the flesh, just like the lost man's wearing the flesh. And until we get over there, until I get over yonder, I'm capable of betraying him. And I can't look down on somebody that has because that could very well be me. I could be the next one. If I go back to doing the things I want to, if I get my eyes off of the Lord and on the flesh, it won't be long, and I'll be selling him for 30 pieces of silver. I'll be selling him for just another hit of methamphetamine. Is that right, Terry? Just another drink of alcohol. Just a, another little page of pornography. Come on, church. That's the truth. That's the truth. If I get my eyes off God, I'll be right where Judas is. I ain't no better than Judas. I ain't. None of us, ain't none of us better than Judas. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. So Judas knew. Judas had already been to the chief priest. Judas knew that he was the one that was going to betray him. But yet he still tried to hide it. He still tried to cover it up. He said, Lord, is it me? Is it me? Let's see if the Lord really knows. Let's test the Lord and see if the Lord really knows what I'm doing. And the Lord said, Thou hast said. It's you, Judas. You know it's you. I don't see that he called him out in front of everybody. But I see that he told him, yeah, Judas, it is you. So Judas already knew, but he tried to act like nothing was wrong. That's the way we are. I come to the house of God with willingful sin in my life, and I'll try to act like nothing's wrong. If I willfully sin, I'm out of God's will. Uh, Larry's favorite verse, we'll just read it somewhere here. Or it was, I don't know if it still is or not. Hebrews 10, 26, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. So if I'm sinning willfully, or if you're sinning willfully, there is no sacrifice for them sins. That's the Bible. That means we've got to come back and repent unto God again. We've got to come back and give it back to Him. We've got to come back and lay our sins on the altar. And turn toward Him and go to following Him. Go back to applying the Word to our life. Applying Jesus. If you've made a profession, but you've never applied the Word, it's not going to do you no good. You're wasting your time. You're going to end up in hell. we got to live right to die right. First John 1.9 says, We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I believe that Judas could have asked for forgiveness. Yes, Judas, even though he had betrayed God, even though he had sold God out and he's a reason that the Lord was going to die, he could have came back because the Lord was still his friend. Because the Lord still loved him. The Lord still cared for him. All he had to do was repent. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, drank ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drank it with new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sang, when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. So Jesus knew that Judas had betrayed him. He knew that the chief priest and the elders was going to come and they was going to take him into captivity and they was going to crucify him. And here he sit with Judas, yet he still ate and he still sang and he was still merry and he was still happy. That's what we're doing here today. When we was up here singing and everybody was getting happy and raising their hands and having the Thanksgiving service, that's what we was doing. That's what we done Wednesday night. We just had a Thanksgiving service. That's what was going on here. They're still just happy. Even though this burden is going to happen, even though that Jesus is going to have to bear the cross, they're still happy. They're still giving thanks. Even though Judas is in amongst of them and he's betrayed them, they're still giving thanks. There's people that come into the church week after week that have betrayed me and betrayed you and betrayed the Lord. If you're a part of the church, you're a part of the body of Christ, they've betrayed you. But it's not for us to call them out. It's not for us to make them feel bad. It's for us to just keep praising the Lord. Just keep lifting them up in prayer. Just keep singing them hymns. Just keep coming to the church with a meal for them to eat. With something for them to eat so that they might get back right with God. Don't point them out and kick them. The Lord never kicked Judas. The Lord never said one foul word to Judas. He just loved him. He just loved him. And if we'll just love him, if we'll just love each other, the Lord will purge the sin out of the church. The Lord will take care of it. Skip to 36. Then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane, And saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith unto him them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless. Not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again in the the second time, and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, Thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So here they are. They know that Jesus is about to die. And he's went to pray and cry out to the Father. And they're falling asleep. The that's me. <laughs> that's what I do. I know this thing is serious. I know that i got friends and family that's on their way to hell. And I keep falling asleep. I don't want to fall asleep. I want to be awake. I want to, I want to fight. I want to put in the work, put in the effort. I want to pray. I want to be able to shout from the rooftops that Jesus is the king. I don't want to fall asleep. And he left them and went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand when the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Rise, let us be going Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Verse 47. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, and with him the great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people, now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. So here comes Judas. Judas has went back. The, the the day of the feast has passed and Judas has went back to the chief priests and the elders, and now it says that he's brought a great multitude to Jesus. Jesus has been praying in the garden, he was there with the ones that was loyal to him. They had fell asleep. I can't imagine the weight that was on Jesus. That weight that was on him. All the sins of the world was getting ready to be paid for. He was getting ready he'd never sinned himself, but he was getting ready to pay for my sin and your sin. I don't think it was as much the cross as it was the sin, why he was so distraught. Why he was in such agony while he was praying in the garden. It was the sin that he was getting ready to have to bear. I can't even bear my sin. Much less everybody else's. But he took on mine and he took on yours. And Judas here has betrayed him. And he knows that they're coming. Here they are. They've showed up. And there's a great multitude that's come with Judas to take hold of the Lord. Verse 48 again. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. Now, forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, this is what got my heart right here, friend. Friend. After after he knew what was going to happen. After Jesus knew this whole time, Jesus probably knew Judas' whole life that he was going to betray him. And Judas has now betrayed him. He's went and he's got the chief elder, the, the chief priests and the elders. And they're going to come. And they're going to weigh hands on him. They're going to take him. And they're going to beat him. And they're going to crucify him. And he's going to have to die because of what Judas has done. When Judas gets to him, he still calls him friend. He's still our friend. No matter what you've done to the Lord, he's still your friend. Boy, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. Went down a lot of paths that just broke the Lord's heart. I betrayed God. I did. I did just like Judas. I said by my actions, by the things that I was doing in my life. Y'all know my testimony. By the stuff that I was doing in my life, I said God ain't real. That stuff's not real. I may have not really believed that in my heart, but to the world, that's what I was saying. Because at one time I was saying that I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. I'm going to act better than this because this is the way the Lord has told me to. Because I repented and now I'm following God. But by my actions, when I got out into the world, I betrayed Jesus. I said he ain't real. Here he is. Come get him. Just take him. Just take him. And that's what Judas has done. He said, here, just take him. But yet when they get there, Jesus still calls him friend. Friend, wherefore art thou come? Jesus knew where he come from. Jesus knew what was happening. But I believe that Jesus was trying to give Judas one more opportunity. He was saying, think about what you're doing. Think about what you've done. You've turned your back on me. I still love you. I'm calling you friend because I still love you. I still want you. I still don't want you to go to hell. He don't want none of us to go to hell, but we've got to turn to Him. He's still our friend. He still loves us. Even though I betrayed Him this morning, if you've betrayed Him, He's given you one more chance. He's given you one more opportunity and letting you know that He loves you. That He loves you. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. He changed my life, everything about me. I hated myself. I did. I hated myself. I hated the life that I was living because I had betrayed Jesus. Because I had turned my back on the Lord, went where I wanted to go, and I had told the world basically that Jesus wasn't real. By the stuff I was doing, that's what I was doing, telling the world that Jesus wasn't real. But then one day I crawled up on my bed in a single wide trailer, and the Lord said, friend, friend, here I am, friend. Here I am, if you want me, I still love you. If you want to come back, all you got to do is repent. If you want to come back and serve me, if you want to escape hell, if you want to have peace and joy, if you want to have the life that you dreamed before you got in this mess that you wanted, that you thought you never could have, come on, friend. Come on, friend, I'll still give it to you. I'll still take you to heaven. i still love you. Come on, friend. Come on, friend, don't wait to the invitation this morning. If you've betrayed God, don't be embarrassed by it. The Lord's not calling you out in front of everybody, but he's calling you to come repent. He's calling you to come repent, and he's calling you friend. Man, what kind of God do we serve? Man, he called him friend. He'd done the absolute worst thing to Jesus that he ever could have done. Judas betrayed him to be killed, but yet he called him friend. Yet he called him friend and still held out his hand and said, Friend, you want me? Do you, want, do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to be right? All the way to Judas's death, I believe Judas could have made things right. If you're still breathing today, you've not went too far. Melody asked me why I was sucking air earlier. I said, because I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living. And if you're still sucking air here this morning, if you're still breathing, there's still a chance. If there wasn't, you'd be gone. He died for whosoever. He died for the sins of the world. And if you want to be saved, if you want to know that you're right with God, you can have that. And He wants to call you His friend. He wants to love you. I know that a lot of times we look at the Bible as a book of rules and a book of laws. And if you do this, you ain't going to be right with God. And if you do that, you ain't going to be right with God. But that's not what it is. He just wants to be your friend. He just wants to be your friend. He just wants you to serve Him. He just wants you to live right. He just wants you to walk right. And if you're a friend of his, you will. If you're a friend of the Lord, you'll walk right. That's all he wants is for you to walk right. He'll be your friend. He's still our friend. He's still my friend. To this day, he's never let me down. He's never left me, never forsaken me. Just like that chapstick. I may have left my chapstick somewhere and didn't know it, but I never left the Lord and didn't know where it was at. I know where he is at, and he's still calling out, Hey, friend. Hey, friend, what are you doing over there? Why are you over there doing that? Come back to me. Come on. Come on home, friend. Real quick. Uh, We'll jump over to chapter 27. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders saying I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood and they say what is that to us see thou to that so here Jesus or Judas is and it says that he repented himself he didn't repent unto God he repented himself he felt regret he felt regret for what he had done he felt regret for The thing that He had done, now He's been caught in it. Now everybody sees what He's done. That He's the reason. Everybody knows that He's the reason. The disciples, His friends, His closest friends, knows that He's the reason that the Savior of the world is getting put up on the cross. And it said He repented Himself. He didn't repent unto God. He repented Himself. He was sorry. He felt sorry. But He didn't repent to God. He wasn't sorry to God. He was sorry to Himself. And a lot of times that's how I've been before. I know when I was out of church and I would come to church, I was out of the Lord's will, I'd come to the altar and I'd cry and I'd cry and I'd think, boy, I hate my life. Boy, I hate the way things is going. I hate that I'm not serving God and I'd get right back up and I'd still not serve God. I'd go right back to doing the things that I was doing because I repented to myself. I didn't repent to God I didn't turn back to God. God, forgive me. I believe when I was coming to them, to the altar them times and I asked God to forgive me, I believe He forgave me. Oh, really? But I didn't repent. I didn't get things back right with Him. I was still going in my own way and I was still headed to hell. Right. I had to repent to Him. Judas, all the way to the end here, had opportunity. Right. If he had repented to God instead of repenting to himself, his outcome could have been a whole lot different. Amen. His whole life could have been a whole lot different. Amen. Verse 4 saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And when that and when they said, What is that to us? Thou see to it, and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. I don't know how y'all believe or how you've ever heard it before, but I don't believe Judas is in heaven. No. I believe Judas was one of the Lords. Yep. And he betrayed the Lord. And he had opportunity all the way even to the end. I believe he had opportunity because Jesus still called him friend. Jesus still cared for him. I believe he had a chance to get things right. He could have went to heaven. Amen. It don't matter what you've done. You've not done what Judas done. That's bad. That's as bad as it gets. Sent the Lord to the cross. That's Well, I guess that is what we've done. Sent the Lord to the cross. My sins. He had to die for my sins. That's what he died for was me and for you. If Judas hadn't killed himself, he'd have died for him too. Amen. Let's all stand. I know it wasn't a great big in-depth message this morning, but it's what the Lord gave me. That's all we can do. I want you to know this morning that he's still your friend. The Lord's not mad at you. I used to think that the Lord was mad at me because I knew the way to go, and I'd went in my own way. I'd went the way I wanted to go. I knew right from wrong. I'd been saved. As a six-year-old little boy right up here on Highway 89, white Mazda pickup truck, I got saved. I got saved. I had the knowledge of the truth. The Lord wrote his laws on my heart and on my mind, and I knew what was right, and I knew what was wrong. And when I was out of the Lord's will, I thought the Lord was mad at me. The Lord wasn't mad at me. He still loved me. He still wants me to be his friend. He still wants to be my friend. The altar's open. If you need to use the altar, come on. If you've never been saved today, get saved. Get saved. Get right with God. If you're a born-again Christian, come pray. Come pray for somebody else. We need to use the altar every opportunity that we have. Every chance we get to use the altar, we should use it.